across the city and South Cambridgeshire. On FM, digital and your mobile. Cambridge 105 Radio. From the terraces on Cambridge 105 Radio. Well, welcome back to uh, From the Terraces and a very happy new year. Welcome to 2023. A uh, couple of games to talk about today. Um, the uh, Both Cambridge games, unfortunately. Uh, Cambridge City and uh, Histon haven't played and neither have the women. But plenty to talk about with uh, a gutsy performance. Uh, Derby that unfortunately didn't get us any points, but certainly gave us a, a lot of kudos, I think, um, and uh, bodes well for the future. But there were some injuries. What a surprise. And tomorrow it's uh, Sheffield Wednesday uh, at Hillsborough. Uh, a 6-0 loss last time uh, with Berahino, who fortunately has left and gone somewhere else, uh, scoring a hat-trick. Um, but we'll be talking to uh, Matt about that shortly. As I say, neither Histon nor Cambridge City were playing uh, this week. Uh, the, the, this weekend, um, they both start. Uh, well, uh, Cambridge City start tomorrow uh, against Deerham and then move on to uh, Spalding and Corby. And Histon uh, start on the seventh against Goddy before going on to Desborough a week later. And again, in the women's football, uh, nothing uh, happening uh, at the moment in that. Uh, Cambridge United returned to training on the 3rd. Uh, Cambridge City, however, have got a game we talked about very briefly last week uh, against uh, Cleveland Ambassadors, a, a US touring team. Um, they've got a game tomorrow, 2 o'clock, at Ely City. I spoke to uh, uh, Cleveland Ambassadors earlier on today. We'll be listening to that. Um, but we'll start as we usually do with uh, Cambridge United. Broadcasting from the city centre. On FM, digital and your mobile. Cambridge 105 Radio. Oh, well, that was supposed to be a jingle. I don't know why that didn't play. Let's play the jingle instead. Well, why should 2023 be any different to 2022 with that professional capability that I have of making radio programmes? There you go. Uh, start and start early, make the mistakes, and then no one's going to complain. Um, so let's see first of all if we can get Matt on the line. Matt, you there? Hey Tim, happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to you. Hopefully, a happier New Year for uh, Cambridge United. Uh, two games to uh, talk about today: the Derby game, um, which happened uh, a couple of days ago, and then uh, the uh, Sheffield Wednesday game. This was always going to be a very interesting time for us. Um, Mark makes the comment. Uh, we'll, we'll hit shortly uh, about comparing previous years uh, the bank holiday fixtures to, to this year's um, and points out where we've been and where we've come to and and whatever you say about the way the way in which United are playing at the moment and, and whether we're doing as well as expected poorer than expected or better than expected you can't argue that the quality of fixtures has gone up I think you said it was Grimsby, Grimsby and Stevenage two years ago and now it's uh, Derby and Sheffield Wednesday uh, that's progress isn't it Matt? 
yeah, absolutely. It's uh, two of the, you know, the football league clubs uh, in this country. You know, both of them were, were Premier League clubs you know, 20, 30 years ago as well. So, and as Mark says, you go from playing Grimsby and Stevenage, who have been perennial sort of League Two conference clubs and, you know, had a flirtation with, with League One as well. You know, it's completely chalk and cheese. And, uh, you know, the fact that, you know, you know we've gone out onto the pitch and you know we'll, we'll talk about Derby more uh, in a second but you know we competed quite well um, you know the the other day against them um, especially in the situation that we're in and then you know we've got a crack at Sheffield Wednesday with even more of a depleted side than what we had the other day as well um, you know it shows how far this club has gone and, you know, how far it can go if, you know, as I say, we can get some bodies in and, uh, you know, hopefully stay in this league. But it's why we're in this league, Tim. You know, we were expected to struggle and we are struggling right now. And, um, you know, the, the top half of, of League One is, is basically almost a, a make-up of, a, of, a, of the championship. So, you know, we're, we're not supposed to be here. We know that. And um, as I say, you know, to, to put in, you know, a good performance like we did against Derby, it was heartening. And, um, yeah, we, we look forward to Sheffield Wednesday and just hope that this time, as you say, it's not 6-0. Maybe, maybe it's a little bit less than what it was last time. Yeah, I mean, I think it was what two nil at the start of the season. Uh, I, I mean, it, it, it's a it, it, we knew going there last year um, that it was going to be a difficult game. We kind of uh, thought Barry Bannon would be the real threat, and it turned out that we were so busy looking after Barry Bannon that we forgot about Berrinho, and he scored a hat trick. Uh, but it, it was a great game, and it was a footballing lesson, I think, for for Cambridge United, uh, not the one that we want to do again. And hopefully, you know, with the way that we know we can play, with the way that we played yesterday, yeah, we didn't get anything out of it and we'll come on to this in more detail in a minute as you say but I think a, a creditable performance given you know given what we got um, it could easily have been a 4-5-6-0 game in its own right yesterday uh, Derby have got class all the way through uh, the ranks as, as Mark alludes to in a bit but let's listen first of all to uh, what Mark had to say after that uh, Derby loss well, Mark, defeated, but certainly not out for tonight. When you consider you know, the circumstances heading, in, heading into the game, in terms of lack of numbers, you'll be frustrated, though, not to get something from that one. Yeah, we are. Um, it was a, it was such a shift from our lads. Unbelievable, really. Um, and yeah, it's tough for us at the minute because we're just lacking bodies, really. And and another one tonight with Ben and I. I gotta say, the effort, the effort level from the team tonight was just unreal, and we've lost it in a moment. We've had a few moments ourselves. They've had some good, they've had a few good chances, and um, they put you under pressure massively. But we're in that game, massively in that game. I, I'm really proud of the performance actually, and the the, the shape, the organisation of the team, the work ethic of the players. We're in a we're in a such a grind for players. You can see that tonight. You know it. We thought Harvey Nibs was going to have to start that game at right back today. Um, George Williams hasn't been in since Boxing Day and he's literally got out of bed and driven here and played a game today. Uh, unbelievable. Yeah, honestly, unbelievable. So, um, yeah, I, I thought the effort of the, the, the team tonight was just different class. And, uh, you know, when, when you come to a place like this and you've got 1,200 fans of yours here and they're still singing you off at the end, I think they know that we're in that little spell at the minute. And... Um, they're proud of their players and the team that have, have given everything to try and take something from the game. At the same time, we've just sat in a dressing room in there and said, sort of want to say well done, but don't as well, because 
the game's so tight and in, in certain moments, if we do a little bit better, we, we come out with something. So there's a, there is an underlying frustration in there, but at the same time, it, I ask these lads to give everything when they go on a football pitch and then I can never moan too much if they do. And they did that. So um, absolute credit to them for that. And now we've got a very, very quick turnaround to um, find a way to, to go to Hillsborough in uh, Monday. You selected the 11 tonight from who was available rather than who you perhaps wanted to select from the, from the 25-man squad and so many players out injured. But that first half especially, I thought, collectively and individually, they suppressed everything that Derby tried to do. And you would have been a ha happy man at half-time, no doubt. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, happy throughout, really. I thought we limited them relatively well. I mean, they overload. You get so many players in the attacking line of the pitch. They press really well. If you play backwards, they get you. Um, the quality they've got in a wide area to deliver the box, the quality they've got in the box. I mean, so many good players. Um, McGoldrick's not bad. He, like, he causes so many problems and little spaces that he was picking up. Just really, really talented squad that we played against. But we contained them fairly well. Um, and we gave a real good go of ourselves. And we wanted to try and have plenty of pace in our team to break with and to, to play beyond. And actually, we didn't play big enough often enough when there was a space behind. We didn't quite connect with it and, and find the grass, you know, cash in and the boys, the boys in their back four won too many things that we just left a little bit short. But um, in the main, look, look, the, uh, the, the, the effort from the team is the biggest thing I take away tonight because um, I, I think you, you need that in your, in your team where we're... Uh, going through the week and the, the month that we are at the minute with the players availability so yeah we did um, we were light on the bench obviously and um, yeah we'll be lighter again come Monday I think you had to be in a situation where you had to pick and choose your moments and be very disciplined from an attacking perspective just pick those moments but you found space at times and perhaps a frustration you couldn't work the keeper a little bit more at times yeah I mean these don't concede any goals their defensive record's exceptional um, and, and they don't surrender too many chances I thought we got um we, we turned the ball over a few times when there was space to counter and, and space to use that a little bit better. Thought our response to going behind was really good. We had a spell of pressure on them. Um, a couple of set plays, a couple of crossing opportunities that we probably didn't just execute as well or find our way into the box or make a good decision or, or, or find the, um, the little bit of guile and craft and tempo to create the chance that we wanted. But we play against, you know, that's an international centre-half, I think, Cashin Boy for Republic of Ireland. They, they, there's a... There's a there's a seismic difference between Cambridge United and Derby County and we want to be respected by these clubs and we want to compete with them regularly and we want to be able to take them on on the football pitch and, and take results from them and that's a really competitive level for us today. We weren't able to take anything from it but um, we've got to keep building on that and, and, and make sure that these occasions are ones that we can not only compete in and feel good about ourselves for competing in, but we can get results from because that's the club we want to become, the team we want to build, and um, we'll get there. But it's just going to take a little bit of time at the minute when we're so light on bodies. You mentioned George Williams on the right-hand side, but a word for James Brophy actually playing not in his his favour position playing at left back and also the two boys in front of him and George Williams and Harvey Nibs and Charlotte Tracy did brilliant work in terms of cover. Just a huge shift really. We thought that um, Shiloh might be able to cause simply one or two problems so we played him on the right hand side. We thought that Nibsy a little bit aerially, a little bit defensive work to help support Brophy who's playing there against a, a really attacking winger in Mendes Lang. Um, so we thought the balance of the team would be right going that way round. Brophy's obviously signed, we signed him from Orient, having played at left back a lot. I thought he was really good today against a team that can pressure. He can dribble and carry you up the pitch. He did that well. Um, so look, in the end, a lot of what I asked our team to do, we did. Uh, in the, we probably ran out of legs a little bit. We probably ran out of opportunities in the game. Um, 
but, but lots of what we wanted them to do, they did. Um, and we weren't quite able to take something from it. Yeah, you brought the, the, the two men on up top, so Jana and, and Joe Ironside. No sooner you've done that, Ben Mormon goes down injured and it's just your luck at the moment, isn't it, Mark? Yeah, he's rolled his ankle, so he's, um, we'll wait and see, wait and see how that is. But I, I'm pretty sure he'll have no chance for Sheffield Wednesday because that's not going to settle down. And um, God knows when we next see George, I don't know. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see, see where we are. Liam Bennett will be back with us tomorrow. So um, that's one game, but probably two more lost and, and see how everybody else is as well. It's a very, very quick turnaround. We had an extra day on Derby um, today because they played the day before and... Um, so, yeah, so they played the day after us, uh, but it's the other way around going Sheffield Wednesday. They've got the extra day having played last night. I was at Hillsborough last night, went to watch that one. Um, so we've got an idea of what we're coming up against and uh, they're quite good as well. So, um, But we've got we've got a heart the size of, I don't know what, this team go for each other. And I love that about them. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get more results like the Boxing Day one if we, um, if we keep hitting those sort of levels, which is uh, certainly what we'll do, I'm sure. And I know we've criticised Mark for being overly optimistic um, against some of the poorer clubs we've played against, being relative to everything, um, and still saying you know we did really well and it will, if we can carry on like that we'll beat we'll beat clubs and, and of course we haven't. But against Derby, I think to do as well as we did in the conditions we've got, and let's not dwell on the injuries. Or we, we will again dwell on them in a second from the pre-match um, audio I've got uh, where we talk about the injuries again just to get an update but you can't I mean you you certainly couldn't fault the effort that went into the game yeah there were mistakes but we're a, you know we're a mid-table league one side there are going to be mistakes uh, I think Ocadina certainly in the first half uh, really struggled with some of his uh, positional passing and just giving the ball away um, and Greg Taylor I, I, I really like the bloke but it, it's it's sometimes a very one-dimensional game the ball comes in and he's got he's got a kind of of a looping header that doesn't really go very far but goes a long way up or he's got this the classic the classic Greg Taylor stance of uh, you know for, for opening out his foot and, and instepping the ball supposedly over the attackers coming forward but it's kind of a bit hit and miss as to where it goes he doesn't seem to have much control over it and it's like sometimes you want to say especially when he's got time just stop the ball and pass it you don't have to kind of just hoof it up the pitch um but uh i think generally apart from apart from uh, as i say ocadina having a bit of a nightmare to start off with you can't really fault the performances and certainly can't fault the effort no and you know you think back to you know two months previous tim where we were calling uh you know the performance and the character of the the team into question um but you know over the past couple of weeks have shown again you know what they are made of you know that they are made of good stuff um I, i'm not going to be overly critical of them because they, they don't deserve it at all you know the backs against the wall and they're trying to do what they can do and yeah, as you say, that there are issues, you know, there, as you say, with Ocadina's passing, it was a bit, you know, absolutely ropey. We've said enough about Greg, but again, he's a body that we need out there right now because that's the situation we're in. Um, and, you know, it, it's tough. It, it was really, really tough for them, but the, the character that they showed 
and the performance that they put in, you know, where they ran themselves ragged for, for 90 minutes. And, you know, I, I agree with some of Mark's comments where, you know, as he says, you know, they, they probably ran out of legs. And we didn't quite have enough opportunities. And I don't think we had too many clear-cut ones at all. You know, I think Sam Smith's shot was about basically the only real chance we had. But, um, you know, that they, they tried hard. They, they put the effort in. They put the application in. Um, on another day, Derby could have scored four or five. It, it was obvious. If they really needed to step it up, they, they could have done, and they could have beaten us quite comfortably in the amount of chances, the good chances that they had. Um, and in fairness, the goal just showed the you know the difference in a championship side who, who were playing above their station, um, you know, with the pace of Mendes Lang, who, who managed to keep the ball in play. And then still put a really decent cross into the box for the for the striker to head in. And as, as I say, you know the, the striker's risen well. It's a good header, um, but you know it, it does show the difference between you know league you know bottom of League One defending where unfortunately the defenders just stood there and let them header it. But it, it is what it is, Tim. You know we were playing against better sides, and that was the just that extra bit of quality that they did have. And you know watching the game uh, the other day, you could just see. When we put crosses into the box, they were just flying out, or they were being overheat and didn't find their man. And you know, when Derby were putting crosses into the box, nine times out of ten, it found the man. You know, it found the player. It was a good chance, or it was a good ball in that we've had to defend. So, um, you know, I understand Mark. You know, probably thought we deserved the point. I have to say, yeah, not really for me. But you know, the the, the character and the effort. Um, absolutely top class, you know, top class from the boys, and um, they've got to go and do it again, Tim, and and that's the thing, you know, and uh, you know, to take a one nil defeat the other night is, is massive credit to them, massive credit to all the players, you know, George Williams especially, um, who probably shouldn't have played, but he's just gone out there for for ninety minutes, bless him, and you, you could tell there was something wrong because so many of the players ran past him, and that's not. That's not a you know disservice to him. He, he must have been struggling, but you know he battled on all the way to the end. And uh, massive respect to him as well. And um, yeah, you know they they've come out with a lot of kudos again, quite rightly so. The, the lot of them, but you know they've got to go and try and do it again uh, tomorrow against Sheffield Wednesday. Um, even more depleted than what we were. And uh, if they if they can keep it to a one, maybe even a two nil loss tomorrow, Tim, I think we'd come away from that game absolutely delighted that they've that they've done that. But yeah, you know, it's a massive window now, isn't it? Even more so. And uh hopefully Mark and uh, you know Ben Strang and everybody else are out there busy trying to get numbers in because they probably need a lot more now than what they needed uh, probably at the start of December. Yeah, I mean it, it, it's interesting if you if you look at if you look at the results around the um, P- P- Peterborough did us a favour by beating MK Dons, um, so Cambridge sit nineteenth on twenty four points. Um, there are two points ahead of Burton, but Burton uh, have played a game extra. Accrington can catch us with their game in hand; uh, they can get to twenty five points. But it's kind of like the there's there's the twenty four, twenty five, twenty six points uh, up to Fleetwood. Um, and you know it, it's one one result, and we could be back up in sixteenth, seventeenth uh, place. So 
it, it, I think we're two points adrift from where we were last year. So, you know, despite that atrocious run, um, you know, we, we're not in we're not in such a desperate position as we were perhaps three or four weeks ago, where not only were we not winning, but we had no real idea of where the next next win was coming from. And if you look at the three games over the Christmas uh, New Year period, we'd have said, you know, three points is the target figure. You know, four would be fantastic. And I think Mark says this later on in the the audio we've got. So. You know, we're we're on target if we can pick up a point. But I think <clears throat> the the derby game, and I, and I think in the same way that the Sheffield Wednesday game is going to be the same, is that a, a side with so much class. Yes, they've got some injuries as we'll hear later on, but it's not really going to make a massive difference. They've got strength in depth. Uh, a derby, you know, they they, they their their own manager uh, Paul once said, you know, they they hadn't played well. They were off song, um, and they should have done a lot better. And yeah, they should have done. They've got the players in there, as you say, championship players, many of them. Um, they should be uh, beating us. Um, you know, whether it's a credit to us that we kept them to one, or whether they were just so off form they they couldn't score anymore anyway. But they they should, and and and, and given the chances they did have, they should have done better than they did anyway. So, but as I say, you, you know, you expect that with the quality of the opposition, and it's certainly not. Going to get uh, any easier um, uh, come uh, come tomorrow, um, but it's going to be interesting to see if we can at least keep the same performance. Um, because I think that's in, in situations like this, that's all you can do. Mark Mark says all the time that what he wants is he wants his players to go out and give a hundred hundred percent on the pitch. Um, and you know you can't then complain because if it comes down to the fact that they're just not as good as the opposition, well, that's the reality of uh, of football. Half the teams or more than half the teams in this league are better than us, and therefore you know you can't help you know you can't help if you play you if you play as well as you can. If you lose, then that's the you know that's the way it should be. But hopefully we can uh, keep that performance going. Um, it is going to be interesting. Um, we'll come on to well, so unusually uh, we. We actually had a pre-match uh, web co- a pre-match conference this morning, um, which we don't normally get to play any because, of course, we only come on after the games of play. But uh, this time we can. Um, so uh, we'll let's talk about injuries first of all. So we know some. So first of all, um, this Ben Woman obviously turned his ankle. There was a, there was a bit of an update on that. This is what Mark had to say uh, as part of the update this morning. No, he's rolled his ankle. We can't get him in for a scan, obviously, for obvious reasons this weekend. So, best case scenario, hopefully, we'll be able to get him scanned on Monday. But we won't. We certainly won't see him. So, it's not swollen too badly, which is which is good. But he's um, he's off his feet at the minute. He's on crutches. So we'll just try and protect that best we can. So, fingers crossed that that isn't too long a one, but it's certainly keep him out for uh, for tomorrow. And that's, you know, it, it, it just seems, Mark said it exactly, the, exactly with the word he said, you know, we can't catch a break at the moment um, with injuries, uh, not only getting them, but also picking up, you know, more serious injuries than we've had in the past. Um, we talked about what a trooper George William is to play. This is, this is, his, this is Mark's assessment of his chances of playing uh, tomorrow. Well, he's back in his bed. He won't be here today. Um, so whether or not he can make the trip tomorrow, I'd be very, very um, uncertain of that. You know, when you, when you when your body's at its absolute lowest, and then you put yourself through that, it's, it's going to be tough for him to go again. So we'll try and catch up with him later and see whether he can feel up to getting on the 
getting in the car in the morning, but I, I wouldn't have thought that would be the case. And you want to know if, if, if he does feel well enough to get into the car, obviously we, we prefer not to play him, I would guess, because playing when you're not feeling well is going to take it out of you much more than if you are. And, you know, that's the time when, you know, tiredness brings injuries and the last thing we need is for him to get injured. But... Uh, uh, but Ben Werman, I mean, we've, we've talked about getting him in the side. He's He's got in the side and uh, now rolled his ankle, uh, which will leave him out of the side for a while. I mean, I guess it's relatively easy to get back into the side, though, once you're not injured at the moment because there's so many of them out. Yeah, that, that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, yeah, it'll be interesting, as I say, to see what we do in, in January in terms of the window. Um, well, obviously, we're already one midfield down with Adam May being out for the season. Um, by, by the sounds of what Mark said, if the swelling is not too bad on, on Ben Warman's ankle, he, he might be a week or two um, as, as a minimum. And I think that's probably been more positive than anything. Um, so, but as you say, Tim, you know, unless we go out and bring some midfielders in in the, in the January window, um, then yeah, he'll, he'll probably be able to get into the team uh, straight away. Um, obviously, Lewis Simple will come in. He's been taken out of the side. He's not been well, and he's had injuries himself. You know, little niggles. So, um, you know, it's another chance for him to stake his claim. And um, you know, I'm sure Paul. Hopefully, Paul Digby's. Uh, you know, he's been been putting ice and everything else, and basically wheeled off the the pitch every single week into his car, and someone is driven him home to give him a rest as well. Because you know, the amount of games he's played uh, this season as well, he, he probably needs a rest because uh, he, he's been absolutely fantastic in the middle of the park uh, for us at times. So, but yeah, it, it's just part and parcel where we're at. And like you said, for, for George Williams, you know, massive respect for him playing the other day. But if he's still struggling, and he will be struggling, of course he will, he'll probably be absolutely dead after the derby game. Um, it's probably best that he, he doesn't play. Um, and, you know, of course, we, we know that we've recalled Liam Bennett um, so we've got a, a right back to go in there for, you know, somebody who can play it right back to go in there for, for tomorrow's game. Obviously not ideal and uh, Mark probably didn't want to throw him in the, in the deep end straight away. But, you know, that that's where we are at the moment as a, as a team, you know, players, players who are going to have to come in and be available straight away. And uh, I think we recalled Kai Yearn as well. Um, either yesterday or today as well so he'll probably be on the bench at least but again it, it might be a case that you know if somebody else goes down tomorrow Tim it, he'll, he'll be on the pitch and making his, his, his proper league debut straight yeah. away so but that's just it's just where we are at the moment isn't it so we're, we're keeping our fingers crossed that everybody walks off the pitch fine by the end of the 90 minutes tomorrow yeah, we'll we'll come we'll come back to uh, uh, Liam and Kai in a second. Uh, the, the 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 news on uh, uh, Jones is is perhaps marginally better than we'd hoped. Uh, the news on Dunk is potentially marginally worse than we'd hoped. This is what was said at the press call uh, this morning. Yeah, Lloyd will be best part of a month. Um, we're waiting for for that. He's a, a ligament in his shoulder which needs some time to heal. Harrison's got a follow-up appointment this week with a specialist, but we expect that to be a couple of months minimum. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, the news isn't getting any better for us at the moment. And uh, we could do with um, we could do with that, that window opening just to add some bodies to try and help the team and help the players that are there. I, I was thinking about this when I was uh, preparing the show yesterday. I was thinking that 
if if we go back, if we could go back a couple of years, and we're looking at uh, uh, Dunk and uh, Taylor as well together, and you look at them, and you know they're, they're both they're both featured strongly in the uh, promotion team and everything, and you know you, you thought two years later when we're in League One, would you be ruining the day that uh, um, you know Harrison Dunk is out for two months, and it's not just because of shorties, just because of the way he's kind of adapted, and although he's uh, uh, you know I'm sure he won't mind me saying the tail end of his career you know it, it's he's still going strong and it's you know Lloyd Jones you, you can't really I mean what you what, what do you say about him I think he's he's been the standout player uh, this year for United although Digby's pushed him close in terms of commitment and, and energy but you know to have him missing over games like this just to bring that real strength at the back and 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 the head on his shoulders that looks for that clearance rather than uh, you know just hits and hopes potentially you know as as some other players do but both of them really massive losses at the moment yeah absolutely uh, Lloyd Jones in particular I mean we we were joking the other week uh, about having to play him in midfield or maybe a striker because nobody could create anything apart from him because he, he was that good on the pitch at the time. Um, and, yeah, it, it's a huge blow. Um, boy. I mean, the good thing, as you said, Tim, is it's, it's only a month for him. Um, so, you know, again, it, it might be just a lonely player comes in um, till the end of the season. Uh, to cover, and then we'll we'll have him we'll have him back straight away. But again, it's 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 a shoulder injury, and he had uh, shoulder issues last season. So it's something that we're we're going to have to manage very very carefully. And he probably you know you say say he's out for a month, but it could be a month and a half before he actually gets back on the pitch because they've just got to watch and see how he reacts when he gets into you know contact training and everything and. Yeah, as for Harrison, as you say, you know, he, he's completely turned around his, his, you know, his career again, hasn't he? You know, he's been written off in league two and made a comeback. Uh, got got us promote, you know, got promoted with us, and we all thought, oh, we'll be a bit part filling player. And last season and this season showed again, you know, he's still going from strength to strength in the team as his first choice left back. And, uh, you know, to lose him for two months, and then obviously we, we've not had uh, Brandon Hounds drop for. God knows how long now. It must be coming on the three, four months at least. You know, to to have two left backs out now, especially at this time in the season, is is you know just shows what our luck is. Um, not sure where Brandon is in terms of his, uh, you know, recovery, and hopefully he might be back soon. But we we won't hold our breath on that one um, either. So um, yeah, yeah, say Mark Mark's got a you know a lot of business to do in January. Some of it he probably didn't want to do. But he's going to have to because, um, uh, you know, as good as James Brophy was uh, uh, the other night against Derby, um, and he was excellent. He was really, really good Friday, it has to be said. I thought he was fantastic. Um, you know, do you want him as your, you know, your first choice left back uh, going forward when he, you know, he, he can be effective as a left winger? So, um, yeah, it's going to be a really busy time, but they're, they're two massive blows to the team, aren't they? You know, one really experienced head and Lord Jones, who, you know, has been my player of the season already. Um, and, you, you know, again, it's, it's just our luck at the moment. And, you know, we count the cost of, of that very good victory against Shrewsbury, you know, and it did come at a very big price, didn't it? 
Yeah, it certainly did. Uh, what, one bit of good news, we'll talk about transfer window in a second, but one bit of good news, as you mentioned, um, and as you heard in the uh, um, the post-match, which we had to edit out because it wasn't actually supposed to be re- released until nine o'clock this morning, so we had to frantically edit it before we put that out. But uh, uh, Liam Bennett's back. It was a bit of a difficult choice for Mark because on one hand, you've got to get him back because we need, that str- we need some strength uh, somewhere in the squad. But on the other hand, you know, he was having such a good time at Walsall and he, you know, he could have played a forty a forty game season and really, really brought his, uh, um, you know, his, his his talent, his development on leaps and bounds. Now, okay, he'll certainly be playing uh, in in games at the moment, but then when injuries start to come back, you know, whether they might think about short term loans later on or once he's in, they'll keep him in. This is what Mark had to say um, about uh, bringing uh, Liam Bennett back into the side. Yeah, I mean, every every loan like that has a break clause in January. Probably in our mind, we always had January as, a, as an outcome that we'd want to see where he was, where he was. And we probably last couple of weeks it's become inevitable that we were going to call him back. I think the balancing act always, when you think about that, is how well a loan is going. Um, if everybody was fit and available, we could add in January. Might have been best to keep him there to guarantee that he plays a forty-game season. Um, what his task is, is he's he's been there, done very well. We've watched a lot of his games and, and obviously on video or live. Um, and he's come out of that with a brilliant spell. It's probably been the most productive loan spell we've had a young player have. So his task now is to come and help us get in the team, push to push everybody else, push the level and the standard. And um, he'll be the first, if you like, new player because he hasn't even been with us pre-season this year. It's been right from the start that he was with them. Um, but he's got to come in and, and, and do his bit. And um, I need to find Michael Flynn because... Um, Obviously, he'll be disappointed, I'm sure, that, that they've lost him. But, you know, we've had that to us in the past. It's the, the long-term loan. I guess it's the consequence of what can happen. But to Walsall and to Pliny himself, like they've, they've looked after him brilliantly and it's been a brilliant experience for Liam. So uh, we're really grateful for that and for the, the opportunity that they've given him um, because that's been a huge, huge boost to his development. And he's fit and ready to play, which is um, which is important. We want to try and add people in January that have played or been playing rather than haven't really done anything for months. Now, necessity might mean or, or opportunity for certain players might mean we take players that haven't been playing. But in the main, we want as many as we can that are battle-hardened and, and ready to come and contribute. And Liam's in that bracket. Hey, we'll, we'll come back to that transfer talk just at the egg because it kind of... I get what he I get what he's saying about you know you might be forced to take someone who's not fit at the moment because they're that means they're available and we can gamble on it but I'm not sure that now is the time to be gambling on somebody getting fit we've we've had problems with that in the past but let's just just talk about Liam Bennett he has had a fantastic season at Walsall probably their probably their stand, one of their standout players certainly if you look on the uh, the Walsall board at the moment very sad to see him go um, and they think it will make a you know a, a very big negative difference to the team team um his development is the most important thing longer term because you know we know what we've seen on the pitch of him i think he's the only player to have got man of the match in every game he's played for cambridge united albeit i think that might be a bit bit of emotion rather than anything else but you know we know what he can do we've seen it on the pitch um and he's just got to get used to the the way you know the way league one football's played but a huge addition i think to the squad both in giving us flexibility and and bringing back a player with it with the certain talent yeah absolutely um, he showed what the ability he had last season in a few games he did play and uh, going down to League 2 and as you say Tim you know Walsall fans absolutely gutted to see him go uh, as all the Walsall players and the management were um, 
But as as Mark said in his press conference, if everybody had been fit, uh, potentially it could have been a, you know an extension to to benefit him more. And um, you know, with, just with the twenty four hour release clause, if if we did get an injury or two to have him back in our team, so um, of course you know we'll also be disappointed. But as Mark says, we, we've got a battle hardened player who who is match fit ready to go in the team. Um, he's going to have to play tomorrow. Uh, there's, there's no two ways about it. It's probably not the, the right game in terms of the, the quality, the step up in quality for sure um, he's going to face tomorrow because, you know, playing Sheffield Wednesday compared to playing, you know, Hartley, Paul, Sutton, or whoever they were going to be playing <laughs> this week, you know, it's it's completely different. It's it's a different kettle of fish, and um, you know he's going to have to go out there and do his best, and he will do. You know, he, he's a grafter, he's a hard worker. I, I think it's it's a massive uh, positive for him to come in. Um, obviously, again, you know, not the best circumstances because the team aren't, aren't winning at the moment, but you know he'll give it all his best. That's for sure, and uh, he's got he's got an opportunity. Uh, to go out there and stake a first team place, and if you remember your your, your history, uh, there was a certain goalkeeper who was on loan at Braintree for six months. You know, almost uh, so I can't remember. It might even be ten years ago. It could be could be longer. Um, but came into the first team and uh, got himself a big move to to a bigger club in the in the Premier League. So um, you know, hopefully. Uh, Playing League Two level for Liam, um, which is you know you know very good level, is is the biggest load, like Mark said, in terms of where we've sent the young players out um, in recent years. So it shows how much faith and ability that he has, and the, the team having him to go out and you know be a League Two player straight away. Um, it's going to be a massive benefit for him. It's going to be a massive benefit of us. And, I can't wait to see what he's like tomorrow. I'm really interested to see how he plays. And, uh, you know, again, no criticism of him whatsoever. If he makes a mistake, uh, he makes a mistake. And and that's it. It's as simple as that because, you know, we're, the pressure's off again tomorrow. We're not expected to get, to get anything from the game. And I hope he goes out there and I hope he makes a positive contribution one way or the other, Tim. And, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to having him back in the team. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I guess the one thing that we don't want is we don't want to put too much pressure on him. He is a, a League Two player at the moment. He's stepping up to not only a League One, but to one of the best sides in League One. Uh, and, you know, we want to see him play. We want to see him to be able to make mistakes um, and get on with his game and uh, and for people not to get on his back or not heap too much uh, expectation on him. But uh, we'll see. Uh, hopefully a good performance tomorrow. OK, uh, on to the transfer window now open. We'll talk about that. I've got two things from the press call. One is um, uh, whether whether Mark looks like changing his strategy given the number of injuries uh, and, and possibly more importantly will there be any outward movements in the uh, uh, transfer window so this is this is whether the, uh, the the current strength of the squad in terms of loss of people through injuries whether that's going to affect the strategy probably not massively it might impact the number we need to bring in potentially um, but in terms of the areas that we, we are a little bit lighter I think the injuries we picked up earlier in the season just showed that we were light in the fullback area. Um, we've ended up now being light in the central defence area. Uh, we've been light in central midfield for a while. And we always want to try and add competition and competitiveness in the top end of the pitch. So we'll probably try and strengthen across every area of the squad. We'll try and do as much as we can as early as possible. But the reality is it's, it's not as easy as that. And normally, the players that you're trying to, to sign um, hinge on the opposition's clubs doing a bit of business first. So... 
Um, ideally, we'll try and do something in, in prior to Bristol, but at the moment, it's like this week is proper all hands on trying to get ready for these two games. So Ben's working hard on that at the moment. We're meeting regularly. I've met players and he's met players and we've got lots of work going on to try and try and get some bits done. And we're being brilliantly supported. The board and the owners will, will, will support us and help us do what we need to do. So um, the, the aim is to come out of January better than we are and, and as soon as possible, really. And a tantalising revelation that, uh, uh, we, although we were joking about how many players might we might bring in and people's expectations, that it does look like that we might be expecting, you know, three or four players potentially coming in um, if he wants to strengthen across all of those. But uh, certainly, you've got to get the right players. You don't want to bring in players that aren't going to fit in. You don't want to make any rash decisions. You're probably already paying over the odds for anyone who's available at this time of year, or you're expecting them not to be fit one of the two um, so a really key moment now uh, Ben Strang steps to the front and we'll see what work he's done um, and as long as he can bring in his targets then we can you know we can we can once again talk about whether Ben Strang's done good or done bad yeah and, and that's the thing I mean the the previous uh, you know part of the uh, interview that you played Tim it was interesting to hear Mark say that they were targeting players that were battle-hardened and ready to go and had been playing in teams. I mean, if if that's the case, and like you say, you're paying a premium uh, in January for them, whether they've got six months on their you know, contract you know, left or they've got a year and a half or or whatever, if they're, if they're targeting those types of players, A, it's good, it's shown some ambition, it's shown like we're trying to get some, you know, I won't say half-decent quality, because obviously we'll wait and see who, who or what we bring in, but, you know, if, if we're targeting people that are playing football um, at a regular level, then, um, you know, it, it shows that we're showing a bit of ambition, and we believe in these players one way or the other, and these players are going to be part of the team potentially uh, going into next season, whether it's in, you know, League One or League Two. So, you know, I'm quite pleased with that strategy. I'm surprised by it as well, I have to say. Um, but like Mark said, you know, there might be that case of uh, dipping into the loan market where, like he said, you know, players aren't, you know, quite ready to go. It is a gamble. Um, and you know it, it, it's the situation we're in where yes we'd like to get those battle hardened players and like Marks it might as admitted before you know unfortunately we're not the only ones targeting those those players you know there's there's other clubs and there's other clubs even in the lower level lower level with bigger finances than us that, that can offer these players more money um, and, and the starting place in the team as well. So it, it's going to be a really interesting January. I mean, I, I, you said three or four. Uh, I, for me, would be looking at three or four permanent and then maybe two, potentially three lone players just to beef up the squad um, a little bit. The, the, the good thing is, is obviously we're out of all cups. I mean, it, in some cases, bad because, you know, the finances have been... Uh, impacted a little bit but we don't have to worry about them we're all into you know a league run to the end of the season and um, competition's good competition's healthy as well and uh, you know we'll keep the players on their toes so there's that benefit for us as well so it's going to be really interesting we, we definitely need bodies in for Bristol Rovers if we can um, hopefully we can get one maybe two in you know I, I think a, obviously a midfielder and some sort of uh, defender 
uh, would be will be a key target. And then it'll be interesting to see if anybody goes out as well, and you know whether that boosts the confidence at all. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a really key time. Um, they've got to, they've got to move quickly, as you say. Ben Strang has known about the situation for, for God knows how long. Hopefully, he started talking to people in December, ready for you know for the window to to, to open today as it has, and we're in a good position and we're ready to get these players in, getting amongst the squad. And uh, ready to get them out on the pitch because you know you get you get through Monday you know Monday's game against Sheffield Wednesday and then we've got two uh, massive home opportunities against Bristol Rovers and Morecambe that have got to be games that we've got to target to to get points on the board because you know they're the ones that you know they're the type of games that are going to get us out of this situation and get us at the table. So yeah, there's going to, I think there's going to be a lot of news coming from the club in hopefully in the next week, maybe week and a half. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. But we just got to focus on tomorrow first. And uh, as I say, let's let's just hope the boys get out, get off the pitch unscathed, and uh, you know just put in a good performance. Yeah, absolutely. We we will focus on the game, promise in a minute. But uh, you did ask one question. It'd be interesting to see about outgoings as well. This is what Mark had to say about outgoings this morning? Well, I guess a little bit would depend on what we bring in in terms of availability of players for loan elsewhere. So if we were to bring in certain players, there might be opportunities where others could go and play more games elsewhere and, and get loan opportunities. But at the minute, our squad's so thin, it, it doesn't sort of uh, open itself up to others going out. We, we certainly won't be in a position where we're actively looking to move players out and certainly not lose our best players. And, and everybody's on board with that. So really the aim is to keep what we've got, um, add to that. And if we're in a position late in the window where the squad size allows one or two of the younger ones to go and play more regularly somewhere, then maybe we'll do that. But um, that's certainly not the forefront of our mind at the minute. It's um, number one, just keeping hold of everything that we've got, but adding to that. Uh, and I guess the problem is, of course, if someone comes in with ludicrous offers for our best players, you know, you you have to at least think about it. Although, given that most of them are injured, uh, you wonder just how many offers might come in because people who want to get someone who's, you know, we're going to make an immediate impact is going to see that, you know, they could be four, six, eight weeks before they even get anywhere. So uh, the injuries might kind of work in our favour a little bit there. OK, so we ought to talk about the game coming up since it's uh, nearly 10 to. Um, but uh, what? This is this is what Mark had to say about you know what, what do we need to do tomorrow uh, at uh, Hillsborough? Our job is to go there and put in as competitive a performance as we can and try and take something from the game. We know that's a tough ask, but um, you know the players will go and give everything they can against a against another giant in the league and, and and see what we can take from the game. And then hopefully things settle down a little bit and we'll be able to see a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel. But it doesn't feel like that at the moment. But but it is what it is, and you know you go there and said to the players before the Derby game, you know, eight years ago, I think it was, I was involved in the uh, Christmas and New Year fixtures and we were preparing for Alfreton and Braintree and two years ago it was Grimsby and Stevenage and that, like that's the, that's the level we've spent most of our time at in recent decades. So it's not a disrespectful comment there, it's just a sign of this year it's Derby Sheffield Wednesday. Well, I know where I'd rather be, I know the challenges I'd rather be facing um, and it's tough for us at the moment, we know that, but at the same time, We've got to go with the enthusiasm and optimism that playing in front of 30,000 brings and, and give the best of ourselves. And if we do that, then we can't ask any more of these boys than that. Uh, yeah, I mean, we, we, those are those are Mark's sentiments on 
pretty much every game, I guess. You know, you need to go out there and do your best. We, we followed we followed that up. There's a question, obviously, uh, if you've been following the Sheffield Wednesday News, Lee Gregory's not been uh, having a great time. Uh, and um, Barry Bannon limped off in the Port Vale game and is potentially unlikely. Uh, so obviously, the question is, does, does that change the way in which you're going to uh, kind of uh, play play the game? This is what he had to say about that. But the reality when you play the best teams is they don't have that many weaknesses. That's the, that's the truth. They've got top, top players everywhere and a bench full of them to come on and, and change the game. So I was at Hillsborough in the week and uh, the day before Derby game and against Port Bay and Port Bay rode them close. But Michael Smith scored two good goals, one from the penalty, one in open play. Um, Gregory's been unfit the last couple of games but could well be back. Barry Bannon came off after 25 minutes but they put on some top players and they're a different version if you like of themselves but still very good at what they do. It's similar to Derby in the fact that they use the front two that they've got on the pitch and they serve the box and we will have to defend our box multiple times in the game and that will be really important for us and like anything how brave we are to try and take some control of the game with the ball and how clinical we are in our transition moments and our, our chance creation when we get them is going to be the key it always is when you play against the top team so it, it does feel like sometimes we, we, we say the same thing over and over against the top teams but there's so many of them at the minute in this league compar- comparatively to where we are that's just a, that's just the reality of the league we're in so we go and give the best of ourselves and, and and try and be as competitive as possible in those areas and see if we can uh, see if we can cause a surprise yeah, and that's that's it, isn't it? I mean, it, it's it's a very very hard game. We're not expecting to get anything out of it. If we can surprise and get a point, or do in Newcastle and get all three points, it would require us to play as well as we have done, and for uh, Sheffield to to definitely play under par, like perhaps a little bit like Derby did. But uh, it's it's always it's it's a, it's a, gr- a really nice ground to go to. It's it's a good game to watch. Um, not quite as good last year. Six nil was although it was a footballing exhibition, but it wasn't really the exhibition you wanted to see but uh, you know it's just it's just business as usual if you count as usual the last couple of games yeah it's uh, I mean it's going to take a miracle personally um, in fairness it, it's just one of those games you it's it's a free hit game write it off um, you go out there put a good performance work hard and um, as you say potentially on the day we might get that little bit of luck um, the ball might fall nice to us um, in a good area once, and we, we, you know, we can put it in the back of the net. They might be kind and you know feel sorry for us and stick one in for us. I don't think we've had many own goals scored for us this season, so you know it'd be nice if somebody did that for us tomorrow. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, there's no pressure on us. There's zero pressure on us. All the pressure's on them. Um, the key thing is, is obviously for us to go there, and not concede early like we did uh, in the game last season. If, if we can hold out for a little bit, um, you know, the crowd will start getting frustrated like they they did, um, you know, in the derby game uh, the other night. And uh, you know, the more the the crowd get frustrated and get on the opposition backs, you know, the better it is for us. Um, but. Yeah, they're going to have to work very hard. And as I say, if they capitulate early and concede early, uh, like they did last year, Tim, it's going to be a long, long um, you know, evening, unfortunately. But as I say, they'll get no criticism. There'll be zero criticism of them um, at all because you know they're, they're going to have to you know run like they've never run before again. Um, and you know they they'll work hard. I'm sure they'll work hard, and I'm sure they'll make it tough for Sheffield Wednesday. But, you know, we are where we are. And, you know, as I say, they, they don't have the bodies to go, out, to go out and help them 
Um, you know, when the, the legs start getting tired, they're just going to have to grind it out. And as I say, you know, I, I do expect a, a heavy defeat tomorrow, but um, <laughs> there's no shame in that. I'm feeling, you know, as, as long as they work hard and they try their best, you know, I'm quite happy. The, the bigger game is, is Saturday against Bristol Rovers, Tim. You know, that that's the biggest game for us. Yeah. And, um, you know, hopefully one or two players will be in for that game just to give them a hand and, you know, give us a fighting chance uh, on next Saturday. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I'm, I'm hoping it's not a heavy defeat and uh, we're not talking about own goals because, of course, it was Lloyd-Jones' own goal that opened the scoring in the 6-0 loss. But there you go. Uh, Matt, thanks very much for uh, joining us. We'll, uh, we'll be back to talking to you next week. Thanks very much. Take care, mate. Bye. So there we are. We'll take a quick break and then we'll come back and we'll talk about the only other football this weekend. Well, sorry, the, the, the Cambridge City game, as I say, is on. But uh, I just want to concentrate on the women's football again. So let's take a quick break and then we'll come back and talk about that. Broadcasting from the city centre. On FM, digital and your mobile. Cambridge 105 Radio. From the terraces on Cambridge 105 Radio. So I said City are in action. Uh, they are in action against the Deerham um, on, uh, on, on tomorrow, um, 3 o'clock kick-off. Um, I suppose it's not a 2 o'clock, but it's a 3 o'clock kick-off uh, at home uh, against Deerham Town. Uh, in the women's football, United, nothing. But uh, we've got something in uh, um, uh, Cambridge uh, City. They're playing a visiting American side, Cleveland Ambassador. Spoke to them this morning. This is what they had to say. Um, I, I guess, first of all, so... The, the tour is is primarily uh, about the WSL games. Is this something you do regularly tour around Europe? But yeah, um, we, we've toured around the world. So we've been to South America, I've been to Africa, um, been to like Liberia, Rwanda, Peru, Mexico. So um, yes, it's actually the first time we've been to Europe. But um, Ambassadors, the organisation we work for, has a lot of offices in Europe. So it's about about time we came here. All right, and uh, with, with you know, how do you go about organising? How do you get games against uh, the, the you know Everton and uh, Leicester, and and why Cambridge is a start game? Yeah, well, Cambridge. Um, we, my uncle used to be the headmaster of uh, one of the the schools here, so um, it's a lovely area, and we've always been a big fan of just Cambridge as a city. So we just reached out to to the clubs here, and um, we were surprised at how like. Well, not really surprised, but just just how well the setup was with the youth side of it, um, with Cambridge City, like how much work they put in and, and how they really cared about their players. So we just thought it would help them and give them some promo and, and play them. You know, it sounds like a good occasion. So that was kind of the, the rundown on them. Yeah, it's interesting. Cambridge City are a, a club, a club changing a lot at the moment. I don't know whether you're aware. They've got a new ground uh, that's being built that they're hoping to play in soon. A fantastic facility, especially for uh, you know in the area and and for the level they're playing at, probably the best that you're going to see anywhere. Yeah, no, exactly, exactly. So yeah, I mean, when when we spoke to them about everything, uh, they were like, "Wait, really?" And it was kind of like, "Yeah, like you guys have a great setup, so we're we're happy for it." Uh, and it'll be interesting. You, you, you're obviously uh, using it as a warm-up game, but it'll uh, looking at the, the level you're playing at. Some of the people that you've got in the team uh, are a much stronger team than they would normally play. So it, it'll be a good development work for them as well. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Megan here has played in. Uh, she's played in Europe. She's played in uh, in the NWSL and and different leagues and whatnot. So I think um, when you come across and play in a different environment, you know, like I'm sure you've kind of seen different different sides. And when you play different games, it's, it's always good to feel people out and whatnot. Yeah. Um, also, like going on these different tours in different countries, a lot of times we're like reaching out to some of the teams that don't get a lot of playing time. Um, and obviously, like Leicester and Everton get a lot of games all year round. But it's awesome to bring our experience to Cambridge and 
just give them a chance and give us a chance to get on our feet here. Um, and you talk about Leicester and Everton getting a lot of uh, game time all year round. I noticed that a number of the players, in fact, most of the players in Cleveland Ambassadors list two clubs. Uh, I guess that's to bring you uh, football all year round. Yeah, some of the leagues, um, especially we have a couple college girls on our team here, um, and they just play in the fall or autumn um, season. So we kind of connect the two seasons just having game time. There's nothing like game fitness, and if you can play games in your off-season, that's really good for keeping in shape and just keeping your touches sharp. And I guess you play you play for a team in Iceland, and like most Icelandic uh, place names, never mind teams, I guess the biggest difficulty was learning how to pronounce that one. <laughs> oh, yeah, she, she did play. She's, uh, she's in Cleveland now, so thankfully she's full-time with us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's there's a few players that have played in, in different circumstances and different different situations, but... I mean, yeah, especially with with um, these games, we've part part of the trip too was we have a couple of young players that again looked at by some end of WSL clubs. So um, part of it is almost like a promo as well, seeing how they do at that level, like in sort of the against the top sort of teams. Uh, will the game be a, a kind of standard game, or will you be using it very much as a warm up game with plenty of substitutes uh, to, to to make sure that everyone gets some game time on the pitch? Yeah, we well, we, thankfully we have a pretty strong team. So in all the games, we're going to split it fairly, fairly evenly um, with using our players. So we don't really have um, sort of like you know a bottom player, someone who's struggling or whatnot. Um, so everyone, everyone will play quite a bit. So in, in Cambridge, I think we spoke to them about how they wanted to format it because they they wanted to get as many of their players exposure yeah. as possible too. So I think um, we were just going to almost divide it into three thirties to figure out you know like. So we almost don't sub within that time frame, but we just field a team for those periods. So yeah, so every, every, everyone will be playing if that's the, uh, the yeah. Question. Yeah. Um, so there we go. That's uh, all we have time for this week. Thanks very much for joining us. It's Les Ray, Strummers and Dreamers up next. Uh, we will see you next week. Thanks very much. Like me, you've got a family and a business, and you want to protect what's most important when the chips are down. With Woodfine Solicitors, that's exactly what happens. I got a bespoke legal service from a friendly expert team. They really listened to what was going on and tailored their recommendations to my situation, which was, well, that's another story. Anyway, the best thing was that it all happened online. A few simple clicks, and I had my quote. That freed up time to focus on. Everything else. Get the help you need when you need it most. Visit woodfinds.co.uk or call Cambridge 411421. Woodfinds, cutting through the red tape. This is Cambridge 105 Radio, bringing community radio to our city. Mayor of Cambridge, Councillor Mark Ashton, has been telling us what community radio means to him. Cambridge 105 Radio, why is it so important? It's the heart of community, and 105 is community. It does what it says on the tin. It's community. It's all about you. It's all about Cambridge. FM Digital and Smart Speaker. Across the city and South Cams, Cambridge 105 Radio.